Hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. How how's everyone doing? Pretty sure you missed us, but that's okay. We're here. But most importantly, this is the Coldline Podcast. You are listening to us, and we are on to our next episode. We have finished Auto Shankar, and here we are. Yeah. Just so you know, as you can not hear what Dini is saying, she's not with us for this episode. Okay, I miss you, Dini. Uh, we are hoping that she'll be back with us soon because she has traveled back to her place. Yeah. And finally, she's home. She's been living out here for way too long alone. Yep. So we're happy for Dini, but we're also sad that she's not with us today. And also, as you know, that we are back with an episode after taking a week's break. So, Ritu, would you like to tell our listeners what we did in that? why we were not able to put up an episode because we were busy giving in giving in <laughs> <laughs> because we were busy giving in next what the fuck who yes because we were busy giving an exam that we completely utterly screwed up so let's not talk about it how about that anomic uh, yes that's also true <laughs> and it wasn't because we didn't study it was because i don't know they're stupid we're not it was because <laughs> In a criminology course, they wanted us to know who the father of internet was. So yeah, bless you. And also, we we needed to learn about the Britishers that we chased out of our country. Like, stop! <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> Just leave them be. Live your own life. Move on. Yep. It's over. So we're back with the episode. We're not covering a murder today, but kind of like almost a murder. Yes, and before we move on to that, don't you think? We should uh, introduce, introduce ourselves. All oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Ritu, and I miss Dini. Yes. See, that is how you do an intro. Eight tiers of Onishan. It's like you're banging on two targets with a single arrow. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> I'm Adamika, and I don't murder people. And I welcome you to the podcast. And I'm Dini. I smash key keyboards and overthink, and you know all that jazz. Gen Z. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure she's going to kill me, but that's okay. Yes, and we actually did not feel for a moment that Dini was not here. Thank you, Ritu, for weirdly filling out the <laughs> shoes for Dini. <laughs> uh, yes. So, what is this episode about? So, um, well, this episode is about. A horror house, barely. <laughs> yes, I mean you must be thinking that you know, being a true crime podcast, why are we covering a horror house? But yes, because it's you'll see. Because it's not ghosts. It's like really scary shit, and the people are like, it's really like it's gruesome. It's very how do I say? It's a loaded episode. I would say. Mm, it's, yeah. completely loaded and uh, we'll be giving you trigger warnings because we have two narratives and um, yeah so it's about a really fucked up horror house which is not actually a horror house because there is a standard feature of a haunted house but this one goes above and beyond it and is uh, carrying out things that a usual horror house would not have ever done what would that be now anamika for starters torturing people mm. that doesn't happen in your classic horror house right <laughs> not mine i don't know where you guys go what comes into your mind when you think of a horror house um i think for me it would be like these ghostly people who would you know like come out of somewhere and like try to scare me and shit like someone when i'm walking would grab onto my i mean grab onto my feet and i'm like what like like something <laughs> like that <laughs> 
Okay, fair enough. Although, just so you know, before we are, you know, embarking on this uh, horrible and scary journey, I'm really scared of the horror stuff. Yeah. Like, I cannot watch horror movies. On the contrary, I do read a lot about serial killers, but horror is just not cu- my cup of tea. I'm literally the opposite. I'm scared of humans, but I'm like, okay, a ghost. Okay, cool. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ritu is just the human form of a lavender soap. So that is all that you could expect out of her. So yeah, I think uh, Ritu has pretty much summed it up. Uh, when you are thinking of a horror house, you would think of an element of fantasy or the you know illusion of danger. It's like uh, you know that you are going to meet a vampire, but that's not a real vampire. And you know it's not a real vampire, so it's not going to drink blood out of your guts. So it's like you're pretty chill about it, but you want to know how it feels like. So this is pretty much the regime or you can say the idea behind the horror house. Every person who's going inside the horror house, they know that they are not going to be attacked. They're not going to be eaten by werewolves or they won't be hacked by a big scary guy in the hockey mask. Because uh, people know that there is a certain level of control there. Like it's a controlled experience. Exactly. So these are some of the reservations that a person has in their mind as they step into a horror house. Exactly. Excluding me. (laughs) I do not step into a horror house. (laughs) So from a psychological point of view, if you see what could be the standard features of a haunted house is that it would trigger feelings of dread. It is like at some points it was like, no, I want to get out of it because the experience is getting to you. So the feeling of dread, you will feel it. Whatever the triggers are there in the horror house, they are going to push buttons inside your brains. As these triggers are, you know, pushing buttons inside your brain, these alarm buttons are also informing you of the potential danger. For example, if you hear a sound and if you hear somebody lurking in the shadows, you know that you have to save yourself. You will be a little bit defensive. So that is how you're trying to, you know, carry out yourself. And you are going to proceed with caution. Right. That is the basic realm. That is how a certain haunted house is made and the psychological premise of it. Mikimi Manor, which is the horror house which is having the spotlight in today's episode. If you haven't guessed already. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you haven't. If you have brownie points to you, if you have. This haunted house does not indulge in any sort of, you know, fantastical element. Whatever you are experiencing, it's happening for real. That means that they're not pretending at all. There are some scary creatures out there, which literally means there are humans which are operating as actors in the horror house. And they're going to hurt you if you are, you know, visiting the manor house. But uh, it's the degree to which they hurt you, which we'll be discussing further in the episode. And it's just straight up torture. And not just for a few minutes, not just for a few seconds. We're talking about hours here. Hours. Hours. And like, you know, Scooby-Doo taught you. It's not, it's humans who are the real monsters. So like, exactly. Yeah. And Mekimi Manor is making you live that little horror dream. So this Mekimi Manor, as much as it is interesting as a horror house, I mean, it's entity as a horror house. Russ Mekimi, who founded this manor house, is 10x more interesting than the horror house, let me tell you. Why? Because um, it's like Mekimi uh, Manor is known as like, the extreme haunted attraction in the United States. And if you know David, who does The Dark Tourist on Netflix, he has also visited uh, this particular horror house. 
and uh, if you do not know about it you can check out his 8th uh, episode in the first season and it's like later in the episode because he's like he's visiting three places when he goes back to the US for his experience and that is where like he's trying to tell you how his visit went and, and it's it's like the safest way you can you know see the entire like not the entire but like it would be the safest video for you to watch if you want to you know try and see a little bit of what happens even if you're googling i would not say that it's the best way to do it yeah but if you watch this particular episode i think that is how you're like you will be able to measure the water stool before put yourself out there to expose yourself with this yeah. particular thing so uh what separates this attraction from the rest is the fact that you will not find any zombies or ghosts here but the actors as i told you that there are humans who are working as actors in the manor and they are legally allowed to bind you to gag you and to push you uh, into your mental and physical limitations now currently it is uh, based in summertown tennessee and david also visits the tennessee center and huntsville alabama so these are the two places where you could find these and the manor builds itself as an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie so let me just tell you that mckenney manors one of the most primal characteristics is that it's interactive for example as ritu told you like you know ritu uh, if you go into a horror house you are expected to see somebody you know who'll grab your leg or who'll lurk into the shadows which is like which is makes sense but they don't actually you know interact with you like ask you questions or you know lead you to your psychological limits but here things are just the opposite russ is going to accompany you to the manor house and he'll be with you filming it throughout and he's going to you know constantly annoy you or constantly push you towards your limit he's he will constantly um, like talk you down and stuff like that so it's like every force in that horror house is trying to pull you down physically mentally and emotionally and just so you know uh, if such a thing exists the criticism also exists people often call it a torture chamber and uh, mckinney manor has received criticism just so you know there's a change.org petition going against it just to close it down because i still remember when we were discussing this episode out me and ritu we were literally speechless because it's like this is one person which really makes you you know angry you feel why the fuck is he doing this but this episode this this particular manner it leaves you speechless because this is how you should play a loophole you'll know how rust plays his way you know how he has mapped it out everything and he is like he's treading on that thin line and he's not wanting to you know get off that line because he's enjoying treading on that thin line and he's not crossing it either so you're like okay so what the fuck so you're on the edge all the time 24/7 it's like i hate him as well but me and anamika have a little bit of differences when it comes to him and i think he's very very charming and he's very like um he's like an evil genius he's really really good at what he does and he knows his way around he's like he's just the best at what he does and he's it's like i i even when i was watching the documentary and everything i was like okay so he's calming people down he's doing that but he also flips like a switch he's like oh and i'm like what the fuck is this person it's so terrifying seeing someone for me uh after knowing uh, it's like definitely if somebody's visiting it and uh, just so you know there are 
thousands of people on the wait list once you top it then only it's like you are invited to visit the manor house so there are thousands of people who are waiting yeah and these thousands of people they must have done their research because there's a lot of material out there Obviously. and after my research like after i know this person even if he like he talks to me i'm like no dude no i understand your point but like for me it's like if i am in that danger right i'm in there and mm. this person is like okay you're fine don't worry you're fine i'm like mm. oh god thank you ninja although he's literally abusing me but mm. maybe because like that is the only last like the minimum that i'm getting out of the entire you know the entire expedition that i went on so i'm like how how like I think maybe somewhere someone would be like okay I need yeah. to hold on to him maybe because yeah you have literally no support system out there but for me I'm like this yeah. uh, ambulance which like <laughs> pee 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 around people like him so it's like no I'm not doing it I'm not placing myself in his 10 meter perimeter but what Ritu said also makes a lot of sense because after the experience you need somebody you know who's like calming you down because it's like your senses are heightened and he coddles you like a baby like after it once you're like out of it he coddles you like a baby and in there he's a fucking monster but after that he just like it's so scary that he can be both of it in such a spot, short span of time he just like flips he's like oh you're all right it's okay come down and i'm like okay you're the one who's slapping me but okay <laughs> that's the truth guys that's the truth <laughs> Okay so like we already told you that you shouldn't google this but if you do what would you see a promo video of Mikami Manor like from 2013 had a supercut filmed at the manor's previous location in San Diego and it, the video oh my god don't please don't watch it but okay if you want to and trigger warning guys trigger warning yeah it shows blood covered horror seekers eating cockroaches vomiting and literally begging to be released from all of these i don't even know the entire fucking man's man's manor manor man manor and it just the entire if you will see it you'll feel like it's straight off from the set of saw the movie it's legit hell and just so you know if you are you know visiting this particular youtube channel or if you ever want to be a part of the facebook group that trust me dates everywhere it's like it's all over the place the videos have this uh, disclaimer you do not want to do this it's like you know it's calling out on your psyche like you do not want to do this or you should not do this but it's like dude huh, you're calling me out what is it i want to check it out exactly for example if at the start of this episode we just say you do not want to listen to this episode and i i'm pretty fucking sure that you will go on until 10 minutes so it's just like that they're like okay what the fuck why shouldn't i listen to this and like the video had 14 million views dude oh god and then another video had like 2 million plus views of this guy named um steve who was having a panic attack and he was just there you know he was like nobody should should do this he was stammering and he was like nobody should do this i just died like he literally said that and oh why just pictureize this if uh, there's a car accident and there's like a dead body in the accident spot and uh, if you are driving by it you'll try to catch a glance even if you do not want to it's like i want to see what happened it's not like you want to do it but it's just the curiosity inside you so that's just how human psyche works when things like these are in play and amika just wants to stumble across a dead body that's what she wanted to tell you 
not I wish I I never the you know come across something like that. I wish that for you. But if I do, I am going to definitely take a look because that is I mean I know that I would not want to uh, do that. But I know that I will. Like I am an adrenaline junkie. But like uh, whenever somebody's like, "Oh, there's a human," I'm like, "Okay, pass. That's a pass. I don't. I'm so scared. For me, it's like a human can actually like murder you. But like if I hear a noise or like a thing falling in my apartment, I'd be like, "Okay, who's that? Get out. The door's there. <laughs> Never come back. So mean, Anamika. Maybe it's a nice ghost. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't judge, but I'm sorry. I'm exposed. Yeah. <laughs> So you must be wondering, okay, okay. So all of that happens, but how does one get in, right? I definitely do not want to know, but for the sake of the episode, <laughs> let's get in. You'll know when you don't want to do it after we finish the episode. But maybe you still do. But like, okay, whatever you do, you boo. So, in order to, um, like Anamika already mentioned that there are like thousands of people waiting to enter the manor, and in order to enter the manor, you're obligated to take many different precautions and. You really need to give your psych eval and your uh, like a physical evaluation. You also need to give background check. You need a letter from your physician that says that you're fit to enter the um, you know, like the Mikami Manor. So, and then if that's not enough, you get you have to sign a forty-page long waiver, and you need to read every line, line by line. You have to read it out loud, and this process takes a long time. It takes sometimes five hours. This page, like the reading thing, it starts at two p.m. and it goes up to eight p.m. at night. And after that, that's fucking boring. <laughs> and that, and that, that is um, after like you, you know, like after you've signed the waiver, that's when you like are pushed into the manor. And just so you know, this is. protocol like you have to do this this is like a step by step process and after only you have done all these steps in a certain order you are eligible so it's not like it's monday so i might not do the waiver thingy so let's just skip it so no Russ doesn't take that bullshit. You have to sit with him through. And you know when, when, like when I first saw the documentary, and I was like, oh, he's such a nice guy. He's making them read everything. Like, okay, like people usually like I skim over things and I don't read shit. But he was like, no, you gotta read everything. And I was like, okay, that's a nice thing because like people should know what they're entering into, right? And yeah, also he's like maintaining as as much transparency as possible. So it, yeah, it, it is kind of a green signal. But you'll see why it is not at all a green signal. And the thing is, he's really smart. the waiver signing thing itself is um you know him getting you into the fear like he you'll see what what is there in the waiver but it's like his way of torturing you already you know it's like what i mean exactly the waiver is the key how he has decoded the whole legal loophole you'll see how smartly he has done this i think evil genius is the right word it is so smart evil genius And when you finally gone through all of that, there is a drug test for you as well. So you have to be like completely fit to be, you know, to enter the manor. He's really smart. Like he's not taking anyone who would be like. Eh. And also, but this can also be seen like you know as a screening process because I told you how he used to you know talk you down. It's like yeah. the manor. Once you step inside the manor, he's like he's going to wear you down physically, mentally, emotionally. Not only that, I think that could also give you a little bit of confidence. Like he's already doing the reverse psychology thing by saying you can do this, you can do that, blah blah blah, and you have all of these things proving that you can do it, and you're like, 
okay i'm going to i'm going to fucking do this and and also it's like he's screening you that yes he can manipulate you to what extent or what not so it's like he's measuring and mapping you like okay we can put you through this yeah the macme manor has one haunt per week and a haunt lasts up to 10 hours like 10 hours it depends on you how uh, for how how long you you know last for example after the invention of a safe word people only last for like 30 seconds or 1 minute or less than a minute so that is up to you but the standard duration of the whole experience is 10 hours you know but i also think that after a while like maybe i could be completely wrong about this but you know how you are when you get into like a scary space you all of a sudden your 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 senses are heightened and everything but when you are in there for a long time maybe <laughs> you would be like okay fine whatever no ritu i i would die <laughs> no but ritu no that that's what happen to normal human beings no no what i'm trying to say is if you don't have an option participants who i mean they say that they'll give 20000 dollars to anyone who completes 10 hours and until now nobody has ever completed the 10 hours and this is according to the owner of the manor that is russ according to russ he hasn't but i think uh, ritu came up with this narrative where this uh, navy uh, navy officer who tried to get in and he was almost about to finish but russ was like no no he somehow he like he was he said something i don't know he just like manipulated the decisions and he was like you're disqualified you cannot do it and the navy guy was like oh no 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 please let me do it and i mean he was almost about to do it but russ was like oops sorry not giving you the 20000 fuck off it was like he was practically begging to let him continue it yeah and i was so like i was so disturbed after reading like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like you like i think that is i think after hearing that that is maybe what came to my mind because like maybe after like 6 7 hours you're like theek hai bhai ab kya hoga ye lo haath le lo for the funsies there's no entrance fee if you want to go you can go so russ is not doing this for money just so you know All you need is a bag of dog food that he's going to uh, donate it to Operation Greyhound that is an operation that feeds dogs and uh, if you want to donate you can donate i mean you can become yeah, a donor you can yeah you can you can donate and <laughs> it's so weird but Makami requires that his participants re- refrain from swearing physic- and physically engaging with the actors violation of these rules would be grounds for subsequently ending the tour so you know if ever i end up there i know i'm safe <laughs> because i know how to say fuck <laughs> i think fuck you fuck you exactly i think all three of us would be really safe but yeah so i think if we end up there we know how to get out so yeah all of you who don't swear you might want to start now just to let you know ritu i'm never going there if you do have a planning to go there i'm going to support you either if we ever end up there i mean not going there but if i end up there i'll be like Yeah, Makami, fuck you, son. Can we are here? Fuck off, fuck. I'm like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. You're like, okay, oh my god, get around. So <laughs> I will be like, okay, I only know three, four, like swear words, and I will be like, here. Genius plan. Asshole. Genius plan. Doesn't work. Plan. Fuck off. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, get her out of here. <laughs> yes, I am personally very intrigued with Russ Makami. owner of the Makami Manor and from now since Makami Manor house is such a tongue twister i think we should just call it mm mm m n m no but sorry no please ruin ruin everything for everyone mm yes mm <laughs> uh, just so you know uh, there is this 
very good documentary by the name of Haunters: The Art of Scare, and uh, it is not available in India, but uh, you know you can download it and have a peek. But I haven't actually, so but I have read about it. So this particular documentary uh, was trying to you know map who Russ McCamey is. So it was like as Ritu told you, like he switches. Like he has this switch. He's this personality switch. Once he's inside the manor, he's going to be really brutal. But once he's out of it, and you know, it's like you're panting, and you are in need of like emotional and psychological support. He's going to you know give you that shelter. But Russ is a completely different person out of this whole MM thing. Like he's a completely different person if you see him out of this whole horror thingy. So. in the documentary after they interviewed a lot of people who were around him and who knew him as friends and who saw him apart from the mm they told him that uh, you know russ had this personality uh, of a singer in a wedding like if you see him singing he's going to inject the fun in a standard even so he has this personality of making mundane things fun Even I felt that way. Like when I was saying he's very charming because he's really good with his words. He's really good with people. I felt that. Yes, and uh, just so you know that Ritu was also laughing at his jokes while watching the documentary. <laughs> and his neighbors call him funny and sweet. And someone whose list of phobias is about a mile long, but at the same time he's this person who's testing people out of their patience. So Russ, he runs a haunted house. What the fuck? And not just a haunted house. I'm sorry. This is not just a haunted house. It's a torture chamber. I would say. Torture chamber. After you know, after that episode <laughs> with David, like he's very cordial. He's very friendly, and you know, he's trying to catch up with him, and he's trying to be as comfortable as possible. But the moment he is done with his protocol, you know, the moment you have signed the waiver, and the moment you are ready to go inside the house. and he's putting duct tape on your eyes and all he starts slapping you he becomes very hostile and this whole persona of rust that you have right now it goes away in the garbage switches like so, a flip yeah <laughs> a huge <laughs> fucking flip so rust uh, after you know that you know rust is a very sweet and rust is a very cordial person you see him escalate into this person who is locking his uh, visitors or patrons in coffins and promising that he is going to respect their claustrophobia at the very same moment that he's locking them into coffins he's hiring underage workers who are intrigued by his particular brand of sociopathy Ew. and he's throwing vomit at people and blood on strangers and he refuses to let people leave even when they begin to dissociate with the whole experience so this is the kind of escalation that you will see if you are trying to know rust through all these online mediums and i'm pretty sure uh we were pretty safe since we were you know behind the screen and we were seeing rust like that but i swear to god me and ritu we were on our edge just like why is this going so fast like somebody needs to stop it it was escalation of that extent so because if you will even watch the documentary it went from 0 to 100 in like seconds you're like okay what the fuck just happened and you should watch the documentary the the one that is available to us <laughs> i mean david hosts dark tourist and he's a pretty tough guy like he has visited a lot of spots and like you know he's like he's very nonchalant about it like he's not very touchy about these things unlike me so just in 2 seconds while you know he is duct tape around his eye and uh, you know russ is trying to talk to him 
like you know what is going to happen this is not even scary yet and you know he's trying to slap the other person who was accompanying david with this in his experience so after david says his safe word and he removes the duct tape from his eyes david has eyes in his tears baba you said he has eyes in his tears I'm sorry <laughs> tears in his eyes <laughs> sorry <laughs> so so cute <laughs> I mean, you'll see that you know David has steered up, and it was almost like he has came back to life because he's you know he just cancelled his subscription to McKinley Manor, and this is not even the worst part. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Like some years back, we didn't have a safe word. Exactly. So you have literally no options to uh, like you know just cancel your subscription. like you had to go through it but i believe just believe that this policy of cussing was still there so people could still get out with you know fuck you fuck you <laughs> that's the only way fuck you fuck you only way guys yes i think <laughs> and this is not even the worst part you know russ accompanies the visitors inside the manor house he's filming the whole experience where the person doesn't know what's happening to them people are slapping it people are being dumped into water people are you know having cockroaches crawl into their mouths and stuff like that Ooh. so he is filming all of it these documentaries have been in a certain uh, share of their own controversies because definitely it's graphic content yeah. and you'll see rus as i just told you like he's a very different person inside the manner he's very brutal and he's like no you have to do this Oh, you're a pussy. No, you have to do this. Oh, dunk in the water for thirty seconds. Oh, you did it all for only twenty-five seconds. You go again, inside. So and it's so scary. Like when you see it, you're like, okay. When you hear it, you're like, okay, thirty seconds, I can do it. And he he pushes you into the water. You're already really really scared. And you're in the water, and like you come out, and you're hoping that you complete it. Thirty seconds. He's like, no, you've only done twenty-five seconds. And he doesn't even stop. He pushes you back into the water. And you're like, please God, just let me do thirty seconds. And you come out. He's like, nope, twenty-five seconds. He just knows. Like he's so smart. He knows where a human cracks. Exactly. And the whole protocol and his whole process of you know reading out everything that is written in the waiver. It's a way to get into somebody's mind. It's like, oh, okay, okay. And just so you know, as you turn pages in the waiver, things get pretty intense. and it's like you know things are escalating you can feel it and then ray starts talking and then it feels that oh you're very far from the reality yeah it's scary guys so you know just as ritu mentioned that uh, how visitors are not allowed to curse apparently mckami has this policy where he also never curses yeah like that is one of his rules no cursing dude please cuss don't do this please cuss i mean cussing is way better than doing this I mean see I'm not against like this is way too much but I'm not against the ideas of horror house and escape rooms and everything like I wouldn't mind to be in an, in a stressful situation where I can control things and I can run out of this but this is way too much because he just doesn't let you do anything and he's doing things to you and you're like okay but what's the what's the point of it I just don't understand and it's like two extremes at one point he's like bind torture but not kill just so you know that nobody has died from the <laughs> manner experience and on the other extreme he's like i don't cuss i'm a good boy no cussing guys here bible you need that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so 
and also you'll see him comforting at times it's like he'll he'll be saying i can guarantee you you will not be tortured it's like you know he's reassuring the people but at times he's menacing with their heads it's like i can get inside your noodle and it's so funny it's so funny he says this is all pg13 and i'm like no rush no no <laughs> This is PG thirteen, okay. You're on a different planet. This is a different planet. <laughs> You'll just get some scratches and bruises, and I'm like, right, right. He's such a pro that he toggles really well between these two moods, but with irony and a very entertaining note. And just so you know, if. Uh, you know because you'll see at one point uh, david was like uh, who do you i mean what is that one thing do you feel that people uh, you know misconceive you as someone and he's like people think i'm a psychopath which i'm not <laughs> i'm a psychopath i'm not a psychopath I mean, guess what i am like what you are literally operating via a switch and then he's like i'm a entertainer and he even call, calls himself a comedian oh my like if somebody is sitting next to me and i'm like okay look at this and he says oh ha 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 top comedy i be like yeah i need to leave just so you know if in the world ever comedy takes a dark turn like that i'm going to cancel my subscription from the world i would no. never joke again Like, just so you know this is also famous uh, with people who are trying to you know expose Ras and saying that you know Ras is this sick bastard and you know he's like this twisted motherfucker because he was molested as a child and uh, there are several youtube videos and i think ritu watched one of these ritu would you like to share your experience all right it was so weird because like it it didn't have any content it was just two girls were talking and this they started with Oh so how was it how was it and I was like right but why did you name that video like that and you said you were going to expose things but you're just like going around the bushes and I just don't understand and I was like yeah you wasted 45 minutes like okay thanks I could have slept I could have ate <laughs> I could have watched some Netflix show for fuck's sake but that all rhyme <laughs> <laughs> I mean critics have always been behind like hounding behind Russ saying that he's a psychopath but as i told you he functions on a very well curated legal loophole and he i mean you can call him a sadist because you know this he says that this um, that uh, mckemy manner serves to adrenaline junkies and people who seek thrill people who feel that oh skydiving nothing oh bungee jumping nothing so he is catering to such a audience who are looking for such thrills but uh, it has under undertones i wouldn't i wouldn't say undertones overtones i would say of uh, sadism i mean but i still have a question though like if like sadism is like getting off of someone's pain but these people are willingly putting themselves and they are also getting off of pain so it's just a bunch of sadists together then it's not like you know russ is charging them a lot of money or he's trying to call people from all over the world people are flocking from all over the globe to be on his wait list so it's it's a voluntary participation and that's what he says right and see i i mean i don't know i mean i might sound a real a little problematic but then it's like he is not calling anyone people are coming people are going there because they want to feel that and he's the he's he's it's like if we see it as a business even he's the one who's doing the best in this and he's like okay i want to do better like if you know like if you see it in that way he wants to be the best he like the 
he wants to host the best horror house or whatever and people are going there because he is the best which is really really problematic of me saying that but you know what i'm trying to say please don't attack me ras is very good at doing what he does no questions about it if you can have that level of manipulation i mean if you can manipulate somebody in a way or if you can broke some if you can break somebody down physically mentally and emotionally like that it requires some set of skills but these are not the skills that one should endorse so and also plus one to you ras because you are anti capitalist you are not not charging anything but minus 100 that you know you are you know toggling between moods and it's very difficult to map your behavior or to you know understand you because if i'm watching you from far i'm really getting no signs like who are you i don't know you but uh, you have gone through this experience it's like they accept his duality like you know he because he's running a business if you see and there are very two sides of of this you'll see like there are there are people who have awful experiences and there are people who just can't wait to go again exactly so i mean we cannot really question that uh, because it's like it's, it's this huge debate there are no white and blacks in fact there are a huge huge grays which we need to talk about yeah so frequently uh, if you see the questions range from is this legal or is this a hoax My, i mean because the first question when i heard that oh is this a torture chamber and i mean is it like legal is it like people are allowed to do this and uh, you know does government know about this so just so you know that everything is 100% within its legal rights of operating ras as ritu told you he calls the police before anybody enters the manor house he goes through the documentation he is trying to maintain as much transparency as possible but you'll see is a good samaritan please <laughs> not trust please i mean he is because like he's following the laws and everything yeah he pays his taxes dude <laughs> but also he's this evil genius who has figured this legal loophole out I've been mentioning the legal loophole again and again and I told you that a person has to go through a 40 page waiver of which he has to read it aloud like every line has to be read aloud so as you accept it mentally physically like your aura is full of the waiver matlab it has to ooze out of your aura and you might want to hold on to your booties because it's going to get a little rough yes it's going to be a little rough and uh, we have selected some points out of the waiver that we could find from the sources that we use and uh, let's i think let's just jump into it and this is a very mild trigger warning but once it escalates we're going to give a trigger warning again good luck anamika <laughs> <laughs> thank you so clause 19 says that the participant was warned numerous times about the intensity of magami manner and by the owners and the members of the crew that you really don't want to do this just so you know while you are having this pre event protocol russ is constantly saying that you do not want to do this like you should not do this and yeah on even on the youtube like bunch of videos like you really don't want to do this he says it so weirdly <laughs> with his mouth also, so close to the camera I'm like can you thoda hat there there are also exit videos in which people are saying you should listen to him you should not do this you really don't want to do this so the participants know that uh, russ is you know constantly trying to tell them that you should not do this 
Clause 20 says, the participant agrees and understands that their life in reality is not in danger and this is just a game. Now coming to this point, as uh, Ritu said, that drowning, uh, like putting your head for 30 seconds in a water is not a really big deal. Until unless you have asthma or like short breath or if you have some lung issues. And if you have that, you just cannot get in. You won't let you. Exactly. Every person who is going through this process is 100% physically fit. Yeah. And uh, Russ, as I told you, he like he tries to talk you down. He's like he's uh, attacking your psyche at every situation after you are done with the protocol. And it's just that his the way he communicates with you, it heightens your fear to that extent that even 30 seconds inside the water feels like a lifetime. And you are really, really panicked while doing this. And if you will see uh, the Netflix episode where this person, Nick, who goes along with David, but it's like David quits before even entering the manor and Nick goes in there for like, like what, two minutes or something and he's being dunked in cold water and trust is that you have to go inside for 30 seconds but it's like he's so panicked like he's so his senses are so heightened that he's not able to do this on on the failure of executing that thing russ increases the panic of the situation and he's not changing the time or anything he's like you gotta you gotta do 30 seconds and you're like shit i can't i can't even do 30 seconds i can't even do 30 seconds you're like what what is happening I can't. and it's not just him there's another person behind him like yeah no it's just 25 seconds and you're like fuck even before you're entering the manner it just he just takes it from zero to hundred in like seconds and your you your body is like whoa slow down i won't even say seconds it's like milliseconds he's like he's constantly building on the time and exactly going on to the next clause that is clause number 21 it says that the participant agrees and understands that during the tour and the participant while he's in the van they will not be secured by a seat belt or other safety device which is i think pretty easy to understand clause number 23 says the participant understands and agrees that they are not being beat up kicked slugged or actually physically harmed you'll be roughed up but no one is there to hurt you knowing that mckemi manor is very rough and not for the meek participant will have bumps bruises possible black eyes and swelling of the face i swear to god if someone didn't punch me i wouldn't have a black eye <laughs> exactly that's the whole point of it i mean how how do you expect me to have a black eye like okay so this is a psychological play he's telling you that nobody wants to harm you but you're coming out with you know taser marks and you're being scratched you're coming out with the uh, black eyes and all so that doesn't happen out of the blue but there's one thing for example we saw this uh, video where you know uh, russ was uh, trying to shoot this particular visitor and he's trying to put fake blood on it for example i have hemophobia i'll pass out if i see even a you know even a spoon of blood or something like that so if a person like me goes there and sees blood all around i'm already at you know not even 100 i'm at 180 let's say and after all this if even you know certain acts happen for example let's say if somebody even punches me the impact is going to be like you know triple or double the actual impact but definitely you don't get a possible black eye with a normal punch you have to punch really hard to get a black eye exactly I mean, we. I've I've had a brother. We were like we used to fight all the time when we were kids, and none of us has have ever got a black eye. So exactly. <laughs> and just so you know, if you've watched movies, a black eye only happens when the ex-boyfriend and the present boyfriend fights. 
so it's very passionate it requires a lot of strength to give the other person a black eye so there is force being used but they're also having some foul play so you've been in some toxic <laughs> relationships <laughs> for for sure to know that is like i'm like okay i've only seen villains do that but okay <laughs> I'm sorry. Just forget my example, but yeah, Ritu's example is way better. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yes, definitely. Uh the clause 24 says that the participant understand and agrees that they were never being held against their will. It means if they were inside the manor, 100% it's because of only them because as I told you, Russ also tells them in the protocol event that you would not want to do this. You should not do this. I also understand that you know like he said that I don't think he's wrong here because like if it was the first person they don't know what to expect if I am going there I could be like the, I don't know like the thousand I don't even know the number and I've seen what happens so it's me who like willingly chose it of course I want to get out of here and we have a safe word but then I purposely put myself there you know what I'm trying to say the legal loophole guys as you can see in the following clauses the waiver is continuing to stress that this experience is just a game like it's not for real but it's a game where you get bumps bruises black eyes and your face gets inflammation and stuff and uh, you'll feel it more once the adrenaline will you know wear out after clause number 28 things become really graphic and they become really intense so trigger warning trigger warning exactly so clause 28 says the participant fully understands that by signing this waiver they are giving mccammy manor permission to keep nothing off the table except for sexual and inappropriate situation nothing off the table so the fact that you will not die but the fact that you might die is very well in play here This clause tells you that you are aware of this fact and you are giving full permission for any action that may happen inside of MM. So clause number 29 says that if you visit the barber inside the manor, you might end up bald, including <laughs> they're going to shave off your eyebrows too if needed and they will not be liable for this. See, this is why I find him funny because this is funny you're like, "Oh, you might not want to visit your barber because like there's no hair." No, but it's funny. It's funny to us like, you know, the third person's imagine if you go inside the manor and they shave off your head. Dude, I'll be traumatized and if they take off your eyebrows, I was like, "No, what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, thank God you. But that also happens in like a lot of model business and stuff and I'm like, right. Like at one point you're having torture and all at the other point you're just shaving off heads. So yeah, it's a different range. Yeah, I get that. This is like this is just scary. <laughs> Clause number 30 says that the participant agrees and acknowledges that mouse traps are used within the tour. Oh, uh, this is I don't want to know. Oh. And these mouse traps are not I'm kidding you, mouse traps. These mouse traps they can result in bruising. cutting or breakage of fingers so you might lose a finger or two but that's that that's not our fault that's not our fault i mean you should have like what the hell master why are you putting your hand there what what why no anamika why would you put your hand there it's not our fault sorry exactly i mean they they just duct taping my eyes off and i don't know where i'm walking so it's actually really my like, fault why would you put your hand there it's not their fault come on i know yeah. i'm sorry no, i'm no. sorry <laughs> sorry Sorry, it's, it's it's not our fault. Okay, this is your fault. You should have been more careful. Why would you come here in the first place? Go away. 
<laughs> okay, that was a good session. So, clause number thirty-one says that the participant agrees that if selected, they could be buried alive under twelve feet of fucking dirt and rock, to which they have a limited amount of air, and they will have to figure out how to escape. And they could possibly breathe in a significant amount of dust, dirt, or foreign objects that may cause death if participant does not breathe pop- properly or hold their breath. At the right time. I'm barely five feet five inches. Like, don't do that. That's that's a long way to go up. Twelve inches, dirt, rock. Twelve feet. Twelve. Oh feet. my God! Sorry. Oh. That is just me <laughs> shutting off, you know, bad information <laughs> and making it flowery information to some extent. Yeah. But I've twelve inches. It would have been like I could have like we could have like put our legs and hands up. But twelve feet, you're like what the Dude, hell? Dude, I can't even do twelve inches. And there's not just dirt. There are like rocks too. So, okay. Clause number thirty-two says that the participant agrees to partake if selected to participate in a height stunt that involves walking a plank twenty-five feet above ground without a safety net. What? Oh my god! You know, guys, this is the reason that I might cancel my subscription from the world if things <laughs> like these exist. I mean, who the fuck does it? And you have duct tape on your eyes. You don't even know you're doing it without being able to see. Exactly, and there's no safety net. So, ha, ha. fresh, gorgeous. The clause number thirty-three says that the participant agrees that if selected, they'll come in contact with a variety of live, poisonous animals. Mm. Um, no, thank you. It's the participant's spot responsibility to not panic or agitate the animals. Are you fucking kidding me? I have duct tape on my eyes. I have literally zero responsibilities. Like, stop doing that. I've already told you it's not our fault. I mean, he's expecting us to be kind to these poisonous animals, of which I'll have no idea if I'm in that situation. I think I would like to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he has the audacity to say that it's perfectly safe. But if you move, that's your fault. And if the participant is bitten, it is because the participant made a sudden move within a confined, secured environment. So yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, why would you move? Like, why would you breathe? Stop. I mean, that snake was totally my bro, but you freaked him out. So, <laughs> pay the price. You know, I completely understand this. Absolutely, me too. I hope you guys do too. Yes, and this waiver continues for several more pages, and the intensity increases with each page. And just so you know, this is a forty-page waiver, and somebody on Reddit said that you know, Russ. is confused greatly between the word libel which means to defame instead of i mean like he's replacing the word libel to libel it's like he just wants to uh take it uh, take some action as a defamatory action instead of being you know libel for it in spite of taking responsibility for it so that is how he has played this legal loophole really well and uh, who's on his legal team <laughs> And even if you see that episode with David, that the last signature on the waiver, it is trying to convince you that you might even, you know, give up on your rights to a safe world. So it's like you have to be very careful if you ever plan to go there, and you have to really understand how many, how much responsibility you're taking on yourself, and how much responsibility you are, you know, giving a token of to us. And like a word of advice, when he says you should not do this, just listen to him and just go back home. Honestly, or maybe like, like 
I don't know if Tennessee, San Diego, pretty places to roam around. There are more things to do. Exactly, and just so you know that this is a waiver, and this waiver is trying to ask for your consent, and it is trying to establish responsibility for a particular experience that you'll be engaging yourself in. But in reality, signing waivers literally means nothing because Tennessee is a state where you can withdraw your consent at any time. You know, if I sign a really long consent form and uh, I feel like you know, no, I should withdraw my consent. So the other party should respect my withdrawal. And in this place, Macami should respect that people are not, you know, trying to give into this particular thing. And if he doesn't take that seriously, and if he continues to confine the person in the manner against their will, then it is a crime. but uh, there's very little scope of it any uh, like in here because russ is pretty stern with the waiver and like it's like a bible for the manner maybe he needs a real bible though yeah real bible please amazon please so now that we've done all of that and we're like okay so this is how you get in you must be wondering like okay there must be some people who don't get in right of course so as i said it's fucking boring um obviously so now you like okay but like why like you you're healthy and why so basically what this guy does is he physically exhausts you and annoys the hell out of you <laughs> by berating you yelling and spatting forever so you just want to leave you're like yeah i've had enough of this man and there's like hours of physical tests and then we forgot to mention this but you're supposed to watch the like 2 hours of videos of you know the people who have already been to the manor and then the of course the 40 page waiver so he's just he's just boring the fuck out of you and you're like i do it okay yeah yeah it's it's not what we expected what we're supposed to study like sir thank you no thanks yes and just so you know these are some of the points where you know you can exit from this whole thing right now all i do is watch netflix and if he asks me to run and you're like okay I'm like okay sir maybe not and you're like yeah cool 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 he's yelling at you like dude why my mom doesn't yell at me who the fuck <laughs> exactly. is yelling at me who the fuck are you <laughs> on that note we're going to cock block you here so sorry we have just decided to come pretty straight with it that where we, you know we are ending the episode at a very crucial note we're just going to call it a cock block so yeah yeah sorry but at least you know how not to get in and how if in case you end up there how to save yourself by just cursing and just so you know a lot of our friends who are tuning into the podcast what they do is after we tell them what we're going to cover in the next episode they read stuff out of you know on google this is pretty outrageous guys why would you do that why you don't stop ruining your the stories for yourself exactly so we are not going to tell you what we're going to cover in the next part of it so yeah yeah a real cliffhanger <laughs> I'm sorry we are punishing you but you need to really reflect on your actions everyone. Yeah, please do that. Introspect. Come on. <laughs> yes. And um yeah, that was all about it. That was all uh, about the uh, Russ Macami and Macami Manor and the waiver and the legal loopholes, how to get in, how to not get in, how to save yourself in case you get stuck there. We've given you real life advices right now, all right? Exactly. And I mean, we should have made this episode you really do not want to listen to this but i think you should really listen to this podcast because yeah you really don't want to. <laughs> oh my god let's do it next episode <laughs> sure sure <laughs>
Toodles. Bye-bye. Bye. And oh my God, I forgot. If you are not following us on Instagram, you really need to catch up on our, you know. Memes. And Ritu does cannibal memes. So. Oh my God, I love them. I, oh my God, no, I don't love them. But I mean like, okay. Cannibal memes, guys. <laughs> not cannibalism. Cannibal memes. So yeah. Ritu has a pretty good niche for that. So you might need to check it out. You can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at the Cold Line Podcast, or you can just email us at it's the Cold Line Beach with the D A and double E, double the E for double the niceness. Just so you know, we're on Facebook too, but it's like we're not. I mean, like we're getting to it, but the page is there on Facebook. So if you're not in Instagram and if you use Facebook, you know where to find us. Um, you can just search the Cold Line Podcast, and boom, we're there. Yeah. so bye bye take care i mean like when i'm leaving i just want to advise you to not youtube or google macmi manner yes your life will never be the same guys yeah you don't want to do that if you want to watch watch the documentary it's called <laughs> the dark tourist <laughs> it's the eighth episode first season eighth episode and uh, it's like in the later part of the episode but if also you can get a hold of uh, the documentary that i mentioned hunters the art of scare yeah if you're like Ill- if you do illegal stuff like her <laughs> <laughs> i have to oh my god i'm sorry please do not sue me guys bye bye yeah bye now i know it to dinis the one who's you know stretching the goodbyes Now she is not here it's pretty quick yeah did you stop for now because you are the one who's doing that please get out guys bye <laughs> <laughs>